The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. And welcome to another episode of Spin the Rally Pod, your weekly rally news, analysis, and increasingly, guys, debate. Welcome back to what could be another very powerful and lively discussion here on Spin the Rally Pod. If you listened to our most recent episode, you will have heard us debate our ideal WRC calendars. Today, we're debating the top 10 drivers of the 2022 World Rally Championship season. And here to join me, Luke Barry, is, and David Evans, I'm going to come to you first, because I feel like you're always introduced last, and I think that's a shame. So hello. I'm happy with that. <laughs> hello. No, seriously, introduce me last because I'm still doing my homework. <laughs> well, well Dave, yeah. David, you've introduced yourself now. The listeners have all heard yeah, that you sorry. are here at present, all good. But joining us is our esteemed colleague, George Donaldson, George, how are you? Never been better, thank you, Luke. Perfect. Desperately scrabbling with my top ten driver. You know how much <laughs> I hate categorising people. Yeah, it is a bit. It's a difficult challenge, and in, in a way, actually, there is a school of thought to say it's a little bit unfair because how can you decide that one person is better than somebody else? Who are we to judge that? Perhaps the points table is the most accurate representation. But we like to have debate, and we like to have social interaction, and guys. On that front, I did want to loop us back to the calendar podcast. I don't know if either of you saw the votes on social that we did, I think, at the time of recording a couple of days ago on Twitter. Um, I know you two are not the most active on social, but I did put out, as promised, a bit of a... I don't know what the right word is, but essentially did a thread reply of everyone's calendar. And not to sound too smug, but mine kind of came out quite well against yours. Perhaps I'm with the majority, I don't know. Seriously? Um, yeah. That's an outrage. It's a fix. <laughs> I don't believe I don't believe a word of this, Luke. I, I, mean, I, I no. saw some I saw some of the comments with people people wanting to basically have me garroted for my views <laughs> on REC rally. But I, but I mean I still included the event. All I was saying was, you know, naturally. I mean, I, I wouldn't be human if I didn't have the the a little bit of a, a reservation about lying in in uh, um, slurry filled farmyards servicing rally cars. Come on, that well, would be, that would, nobody really enjoys that. Do you know what's interesting, George, is you say that there were comments um, essentially gunning for you, but I actually had a reply today from a fellow namesake of yours, another George, who recommended that David and I roll around in the mud to see if we like it. And I politely declined that um, offer. But it's interesting no, that there not, was somebody on your I'm side. I'm happy. You're happy? Okay. David, it'll be a one-man uh, show, I'm afraid. That's that's not uh, for me. Nah. More, more no, I, because... I, I, sorry, go on. No, no, no. I can, I, can, I can kind of see the appeal a little bit until I'm actually in it. And then it would obviously very rapidly lose its appeal. For me, the biggest uh, worry I've got, is I've got no mechanical skills at all. That would be my problem. Yeah. So you wouldn't want me yeah, no, in your service area. <laughs> I'm right there with you as well, uh, in fairness. Uh, right, I've only I, have got... no, I have no problem to roll both of you underneath a car set on low stands <laughs> and just, just, just drag you through backwards and forwards a few times and wait till you get good and cold. And also remember that rain overalls suitable for working in underneath rally cars don't exist. A NASA spacesuit wouldn't work. No matter what you've got, the better the rain suit you've got, 
the better it keeps the water in because it gets in no matter what you do. And it's not water, it's slurry. I'm looking forward to treating you both to that special I know. that special treat. I, I uh. smell a disgusting dirt fish feature coming on the cards there if we're not careful, David. We better run. We better run. Yeah. So I guess our tactic here is to try and agree with George. Now, I'm stalling, guys, as much as I can because I don't know how complete your lists are. But just for the context of the podcast, it's probably fairly obvious what we're about to do. But I think we'll essentially come up with a defined dirt fish top 10, which we can run on the website with the podcast but we'll each individually give our own votes and we'll do it in the same way that we did the calendar podcast so we'll start with a number and debate from there but i think we go from 10 to 1 to keep the interest towards the end not that i'm expecting any huge surprises towards the top to be fair um you might surprise me actually to in all fairness but there might be a couple of obvious candidates now just for more context this is only our opinion <laughs> this is not a defined list of anything that means anything in stone it also only includes rally one drivers because there potentially are some people in the lower class or oh I'll, <laughs> oh well you're not working under that assumption david evans did was that in the email it wasn't i'll be honest i was just an assumption on my end oh, in that case no i'm definitely not working <laughs> I, I, I've included a bit of everything. Okay, well, in that case, ignore what I was about to say. And this, again, we're doing live on-air planning. Fantastic. <laughs> but I, I'm happy with that. I've, I might actually do a I've, couple of adjustments if, if that's the, the way to go. Well, I do do them on, on the hoof, but I've, I've got Nate Tennyson at number six. He's our lead instructor in, in the school. So, I mean, he, he's got to be in there somewhere. I thought this was meant to be WRC. Yeah, I think... Was that in the email? Yeah. I'll say that. Or was it? Oh... Yeah. Sorry, Nate. Sorry, Nate. I know that's a shame. Although, to be Rubbish. fair, David, I think Nate should be number one if we were counting anybody. I think. Very true. But Actually, that's a good point. Okay. Yeah, no, he should be. I've never heard right. such miserable and absolute toadying in my life as the pair of you right now. Nate will not be impressed. <laughs> he won't. He won't. But but given that given that you're going to be riding with him and driving and co-driving for him very soon, George. Yes. There's probably a bit of toadying to be done from your side as well. That's okay. Here, look, I don't need to do toadying. Nate and me are mates. We can say what we want to each other. It's all good. He can put me right, upside I... down in a rally car. I'll, I'll still be smiling and laughing and tell him to go quicker. You know, get the boot I in. Need... Drop the clutch. Get it in there. I need a number six. Well, we'll, number we'll, six. We'll not get, we're not at six yet, don't we? We'll start at ten, so you can have a think. Well, we get okay. to it. Um, but we'll start at right. the bottom, number 10. And George, if you would be so kind as to tell us, first of all, who you've picked at number 10 and why. Okay. Kajetan Kajetanovic. Yep. Okay. And the reason, he's, the, reason, the reason he's in there is because he did a brave thing. You know, he said, I've, I've got budget. I want to go out and drive a world championship. And he chose to drive a world championship. He got accused of all, all manner of or indirectly accused of, of poor sportsmanship and the like, very, very unfairly. The guy's an absolute sportsman. I don't know him very well at all. I've only met him a couple of times, very briefly. He wouldn't know me from Adam, probably. Uh, but uh, I think he did a great job. He let himself down right at the end under pressure. But you know what? A man filled with magnanimity and... Um, um, magnanimity and, and poise and posture... Even after he failed, he took it on the chin and said that was a great year. Your man's a deserving winner. So, yeah, I, I'm giving Kayetan 10. There's my reasons. And exactly. Great drives from him. Great performances from him. I'd love to be able to argue with you, George, but I actually can't argue with any of that. Um, and I think it's quite nice that you brought up the fact that he was, as you say, indirectly accused of various things because he didn't make the rules. 
essentially. That was the FIA that laid out the rules. He just used them to his advantage. So, but just to be clear, you you've put the you've given the bloke tenth place for being a nice bloke. No, no, no. I think he made some great drives. He did some clever. He's, he's the tenth best driver because rally driving is about cleverness. It's not just about who's fastest. Who's fastest is easy. You can go to Formula One and be bored at that if you want. Rallying's about the smartest, cleverest, most skilled guy. Captain made a probably made a decision from the heart about his calendar. Turned out to be a really smart thing tactically. Stuck to his guns. Made some great performances. Um, his safari result was was absolutely worthy of Bjorn Waldegard. It was beautiful. It was a fantastic drive. That gets him tenth place alone. But the fact that he's also a man filled with humility and grace and is a lovely guy to talk to, yeah, he's, he's the 10th best driver in the world as far as I'm concerned. He's a very skilled driver, David. <laughs> put, put you in a car next to him, I guarantee you'll be very impressed. I, I don't dispute any of that, George. Sounded but like I mean, he wasn't, <laughs> he, he wasn't up against any kind of mighty competition. And that's my argument. You know, it, it is... It, the FIA needs to sort this out. We can't have these drivers dodging each other uh, in in the way that they did. Well, uh, I mean, did did Kajetan dodge anyone? I mean, he would have, hmm. presumably he would appoint his calendar at the beginning of the year before he knew what anyone else was doing. No, no, you don't have to. No, basically, you you can just enter the events. Well, that could be uh, that could be easily fixed. So you could you could continue to do what they do with a blind blind application of events, and then and then you take your yeah. chances. Which is maybe yeah. fairer, at least from that point of view. But look, no, I, 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 he didn't. He didn't. Would agree he did not gerrymander his results. He was doing the world championship. That was always his plan. He was going to go around the world as much as he could, and just yeah. all respect to the guy. Mm, absolutely, you know, like you say, he 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 wanted a world tour this year. It obviously worked for his sponsors. So so good on him. You know, it's amazing to, and and to take a car like that and a name, you know, a multiple European champion. Um, I can't remember. It's three or four times three. Uh, to, to Africa is is great. Three, thanks, Luke. So no, I I absolutely agree. And you're you're dead right. He is a lovely fella. You say okay. Well, you say lovely you agree, fella. David Evans. But is Kyrton Cannon? But I don't agree. Who <laughs> is, is your number? 10? No, he's not. I I do agree that he's a lovely fella. But for me, the only number ten uh, could possibly be Sammy Payari, uh, who has been sensational this year. One obviously didn't win juniors, uh, but won two rounds uh, and was just really for me he was strong everywhere. Uh, and then even in Japan when he had a car driving towards him on the wrong side of the uh, in the wrong direction, he still managed to deal with that uh, and then deal with the the kind of fallout from that as well. So as a young driver developing, just superb talent. The next big thing to come out of Finland, um, although I'm not sure if he's actually, I think he probably is actually older than Kelly. So it's hard to describe him as the next big thing coming out. Of He's not. I can tell you that uh, he, but, he is marginally, and I think it is marginal, younger than Robin Perra. But he might hold on to that. If, is he? Yeah, he's born in, yeah. He's born in December 2001. So yeah, he's younger than Kelly. Uh, okay. okay. EWRC helped so, me out <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't just know that, I promise. The only place to go for results. Uh, um, so yeah, so for me, Sammy Payari is, uh, is my number 10. Yeah. Who's yours, Luke? Hard to argue with that. And I'll be Payari, isn't it? 
It isn't. And I'll tell you what, I've done some, oh. in, in true um, sort of style of these debate podcasts, I've done a little bit of very last minute switching as <laughs> you two have been talking. Um, <laughs> I, I had done my list with the proviso of all being rally one, but because you two have both not done that at 10, I've decided to join you. So at a very last minute call, congratulations, Robert Vervez, you are my number 10, did win Ooh. Junior WRC this year. And I think actually flew massively under the radar. There were obviously the likes of John Armstrong and Sammy Payari, who you've just mentioned, David. They were the favourites, I think, this year because they both had a bit of experience in four-wheel drive and they'd both been title contenders the year before. Verves started a season, I believe, in a snowbank in Sweden, which is hardly ideal, but it all picked up from there. It'd be easy to look at the fact that he won the double points finale and say that that's why he won. But again, in this in the same sort of manner as, as Kaito, he took the chance there and he absolutely aced it. And I guess Estonia, if we all remember that, I think it was about 15, 16 stage wins in a row. He caught about 1 minute 45 seconds out of the lead in a rally as quick as that, which was mightily impressive. I think he's got a, a big future. Um, Oitanak believes in him, so that's a, a reason enough for me. Um, so yeah, that's why he's my number 10. Nice and succinct. Just I, the, the one thing I just can't, I can't quite remember. I mean, one way of really judging... Who is the who is the quickest and who genuinely, if you had two stage junior drivers, wins. who would deserve the number ten? Yeah, stage wins. I'll check. Uh, just remind us who was. Don't bother. Do I've done know? it. Sammy Payari thirty two. Verves <laughs> <laughs> thirty. And I yes, close, I, either fair. or, but you know, for those two, I I thought long and hard for at least fifteen seconds about Verves. <laughs> that's no reflection on Verves. That's a reflection on how late I was doing my homework. Uh, but yeah, th- I think you're right. They're both got a great future. Yeah. Um, and Verves with 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 strong backing from Tanak, it, it can be really exciting. It can indeed. So those are our number ten choices. As always, of course, when we get to the end of this, we'll reveal the full list, and we'd love to hear your say as well. But George, number nine on your list of best drivers of 2022 World Championship season, who have you gone for? Oh, the subject of much more debate, I suspect. Um, I have Hayden Padden down. Oh, that's yes. an interesting call. It is. Yeah. It is. Every both of yours so far have been greeted with the something of a tumbleweed moment. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, I realise that. It, it, I, it, it I, steers it steers away from tumbleweed as we move through. But Hayden <laughs> Padden, he 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 came. He, he obviously came to Europe for a number of events with his own R five car from New Zealand. Tough call. We know how well he does in New Zealand, and it's a remarkable driving, remarkable ability on New Zealand roads uh, to to do incredibly well, and an Australian, it turns out. But he came and did the two toughest WRC events in Europe, the two fastest events where you have to prove yourself against fast drivers that are match fit for WRC. And and okay, he got he got uh, COVIDed out on the first event, so that was a bust. Uh, on the second event. He was he second or third overall? Third, I think. Um, third, I think. Third, I think it was third. Class. Yeah. I think he yeah, was third. third. Yeah, third, and 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 not far away, getting very very you know, like within a hair's breadth, and you would certainly give that down to lack of match fitness. The guy was right back there. That was a remarkable and- drive. His New Zealand drive was what we expected. Um, giant killing. Yeah. It was probably a little bit better than. Some of the other WRC two drives we've seen this year, um, at, at the top level, it, it it he got to the level he needed to be to prove his point in New Zealand. But but Finland was a big gamble for him. He took the gamble. We didn't even get the the practice that he was looking for. 
in Estonia, but he still delivered, uh, and I'm going to give him. I'm giving him ninth place on that basis. Your 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 number nine driver beat your number ten driver by more than two and a half minutes. In yeah, New Zealand. That, but my my re, my reasons for Kajitan being, you know, if if you want to do it just on pure margins and pure pure data, go go and speak to a statistician. I'm not one of those. This is this is from the heart. This is. This is an emotional top 10. Did, should I have put that Hash, caveat in at the hash, start? Hashtag just saying, George. Just saying. Hashtag just saying. Hashtag just saying. I, think you're, I think you're being a bit of a something hole. I tell you what, I never thought I, I'd hear I, David I, Evans say that phrase in my life. That's all I will say. I've, I've got to say, uh, I actually had Hayden on my list when I thought we were doing non-WRC drivers. Winning Asia Pacific, smashing right? New Zealand yeah, Championship yeah. out of the park. Yeah. And... That 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 result in in New Zealand and Rally New Zealand uh, was just amazing. And and George, you're right. You know that. And the thing with Finland was he wasn't driving at ten tenths. You know, at that point, he was still very focused on on the program that they've got planned for 2023, which is obviously WRC two again. Yeah. Um, whether that happens or not, it's now looking less and less likely. <laughs> Uh, but he, he didn't he didn't put it all out there in Finland. He drove sensibly to play himself back in, to remind himself of, of what the roads are like and everything. It, there could have been so much more. Uh, I think, you know, there's no doubt we're all massive Hayden Padden fans. He should be in a Rally 1 car now. There's no doubt about that in my mind. He's still got what it takes. Uh, and he's, he is genuinely one of the hardest working drivers I've, I've ever known. Um, uh, forever so so yeah but my number nine is andreas mickelson i can uh, that. Who, i won't question who, your judgment david right george i'll remind you that i'm going to hold you to that for our next eight drivers don't yep, question okay, I'll, I'll reiterate <laughs> the same uh, the the point with mickelson you know he he lost the championship and everybody points to that accident that that mistake in in greece um in the the super special on thursday night but had it not you know had either of those engine failures in portugal or sardinia i think it was either of those if if they hadn't happened he probably would have won the event and would have been champion again and okay maybe i think was it belgium where he he was second um everywhere else he was absolutely superb uh and a, a genuine genuine contender i would have thought for a rally one seat um, but and for me, you know, he he deserved. Emil Lindholm undoubtedly deserves a championship. He drove brilliantly in the second half of the year. Uh, but across the spread of the whole season, I would say that Mickelson was right up there, and that's why he's number nine for me. Yeah, it's it's hard to argue with that actually. And I've been having a bit of a debate with myself for a feature I'm doing on Rally Two Drivers of the Year specifically. Um, I, I sort of don't know who to put ahead of each other because you're correct in saying that yes Lindholm won the championship but was it not for what happened in Sardinia and Portugal one of them would have been a problem but both of them was catastrophic for Mickelson he was I guess objectively the class of the Rally 2 field he was still the benchmark that everybody had to beat which is why he will be featuring on my list but not at number nine because I have gone Ooh. for the man of the moment as on the day we record this podcast, Pierre-Louis Lube, who has now got a full WR season, WRC season ahead of him. Did that come out right? I'm not sure it did, but <laughs> there we go. Um, but yeah, I just for me, the difficulty of rebuilding after that 
pretty disastrous 2021 was was really impressive. I think there's circumstances that led to the failures in 21, but still to have the the resolve to want to prove yourself and remind everybody how good he is. Because I think everybody forgets that Lube was a champion at, at Rally 2 level. Yes, Cali, Rovenpera, if it was the system it was now with everybody in the same class, Rovenpera would have wiped the floor with him. But Lube still won WRC 2, as it was called then. Rovenpera won WRC 2 Pro. Mm. And all that promise just sort of disappeared by a couple of sort of lacklustre WRC seasons. But he's really... He's really turned up the wick, I guess, this year. Yes, he he didn't convert a podium and he was in position to do that a couple of times. I think it was a, a small mistake in Sardinia on the Friday, which cost him in, in Greece. It wasn't really his fault. It was a puncture that, that put him back. But to lead a rally, to win stages, I know, again, there's road position, but if you compare his performance compared to where he was last year, I think it was a massive jump forward. And it's, it's why rightfully M-Sport has given him a full 13-round programme for next year. So I think that's fairly self-explanatory from me. Um, that's why he's number nine at my end. Any arguments? Or are we happy? No, I'll go he, with he's, that. He's on, he's on my list, so no no arguments there. He's on my list too. Oh, okay. So you've, you've both been kinder to Pierre Lee than I have. But <laughs> yes. with, with that in mind, number eight, George, who have you gone for? I've got Pierre Luby. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Um, and pretty well for all the same reasons you, you, you've said. I mean... To pick himself up from a year like last year and into a year like this year is pretty remarkable. It's a, a great testament to, to his ability and his his, um, his his hard work, you know, and his self-belief. You know, he doesn't look like a really tough guy. He looks like quite a fragile guy, but no, he's really, really tough. And it would seem that he's, you know, he's allowed... And that, that, one, that one of the bigger reasons I've got him in at position eight and, and not maybe just... It barely into the top 10 is the fact that I'm assuming that he's allowed the, the team, the Ford team, the M Sport team to step in and be professional for him and trust them. Uh, and that that trust that he must have given them has paid him back in spades. And, I, and that's an assumption for me. I, I wish I was a journalist and could go out and ask these questions. And I, I'm not saying anything about David's ability that he's not done that, okay? Just to make that quite clear, I completely trust him. <laughs> that was uncalled for. Yeah, it, that was completely off the cuff, that last comment. I apologise. No, the best ones are, George. Yeah. Absolutely are. So so uh, for me, number eight, Alvin Evans, which actually now seems a little bit harsh. Really? Oh. I've not even got him in my no, top wait, ten. No, he's not, he's not in my top ten either, David. So I think... I'll, I'll... Ooh, no, that's... that's... Okay, so Alvin, uh, I think he at times in the second half of the season drove very, very well. Clearly struggled with the car. Couldn't find a, the level of confidence that he had um, two years ago. Uh, what, as in, sorry, in 2020, 2021. But in, in Japan, we saw a real big glimpse of the old Alvin. We did. It was, it was great to see it. Speak. It was great to see it. Um, yeah. So yeah, so he's, he's number eight for me. Uh, for me, he's turned the corner, but he's but he doesn't get he doesn't get into my top ten. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I, I think Evans' season looks worse than it perhaps was on paper. Like when you look back at it and you see the fact he's fourth, I think if it weren't for power stage points, Taka would have beaten him in the championship. All these things, it's like it doesn't look that great on him. And again, compared to the hype, he was many people's favourite to win the championship. But you're right, David, there, there were some genuine spikes and, and improvements towards the end. So it's all encouraging for, for next year. But I guess for I mean, me... It, it, sorry, go on, George. Sorry, sorry, I, I apologise. I did butt in there. Um, I, he, he had the performance, but, but, but he just didn't have the reliability. 
Yeah. But that, that was strange to see that for Elvin as well, wasn't it? He's normally a driver that doesn't yeah, ever crash. Most of the time, not all of the time, but a lot of the time he did. I mean, that, right at the beginning, he had the performance. Second four times. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 was he not leading Monty when he when he slipped off the road? He was about to. I he think. had just gone into the lead. Yeah. yeah in terms yeah. of sort of split times and what have yeah. you, and yeah. was leading Japan. Yeah. Yeah. How can he not be in your top ten? No, I know it's it's hard. Remarkable. Well, because again, it, it's. It's from the heart. Elfin, Elfin is very worthy of being in the top 10, but he didn't deliver this year for whatever reasons. Reasons that he's chosen to publicly acknowledge and publicly say we've got the solutions and the team stood behind him. And it's a lovely thing. I mean, it, you know, in terms of humility, the guy would the guy would be number one in terms of humility and facing up to the, the, the difficulties. He really would be. He'd, he'd be that. It, it's lots and lots of character. Being Not being in this top 10 does not detract from you as a driver. He could come back next year and be world champion in my books. Yeah. Well, I have to say as well, we're opening up to other classes. There are, for, for me, right, potentially a spoiler alert, but there's no Esopeka Lappi in my list. And I think Lappi had a great year. So I guess there's not room for everybody. Um, but to keep it brief, because um, I'm noticing the time, we're about halfway what we're meant to be doing. So I'll keep this quick <laughs> to go through. Number mm-hmm. eight for me, probably not really room for debate because we've already mentioned it in David's list already. For me, Andres Mickelson at eight. Um, and it's fairly, for all the reasons David said, and actually, just while we're there at it, I, I mentioned my internal debate, I've put Emil Lindholm at seven. I think just the fact he got the job done and didn't make the mistake. Um, I know we had an easier run of it than Mickelson did, but you look at the way that Japan ended on the wrong tyres and everything else, that they could have easily gone the wrong way. Um, and nobody expected him to be anywhere near that title fight. So that's why he gets the nod for me at seven. So George, I'll come to you. Who, who was that at seven? I was, Lind- I was, I was Lind- slightly distracted. Emil Lindholm. Lindholm. Yeah. Okay. So I've got Lindholm and Mickelson together, seven and eight for me. Uh, George, number seven. Number seven, Danny Sordo. He just keeps delivering. He just mm. keeps delivering. That was a strange noise oh, from David. Badly that I've, I've just, I haven't got him on my list. And, and yeah. I, I did I mean, look, think it's, about it's, Danny. You know, there were podiums and he's, he's all, like you say, he's always there, but. He, he did make he did make an uncharacteristic mistake this year, and difficult to forgive him for that. Nearly it nearly put him out of my top ten reckoning, but but he didn't, and I'm I'm still going to give him that because he's coming in piecemeal now and again, and he's he's still produced some absolutely stunning stunning rally drives. You know, stunningly intelligent rally drivers, exactly what the team has paid for, exactly what they need. That makes him a great rally driver. When was the mistake? Am I forgetting something? When was he having? Um, did Danny did, he, sort of not, did he not? Did he not go off into a barrier at some point? Was it not in uh, Sardinia? Uh, he was. He was third. I think third in Sardinia he, he, he might have done barrier, didn't he? he might, yeah, he might well have done. But um, I don't remember it. But that doesn't mean it wasn't. Spain. True. Spain wasn't great, was it? Uh, but there was. Sordo was on my list, uh, but. I, mm, I'll talk a bit more about Sordo when oh, we get further I'm, down the line. I'm wrong. Where are we at? Number seven. I'm wrong. He did. He did finish. He did finish Sardinia. But anyway, I've given him seventh, and it, that 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 I'd taken that potential mistake out of it because I think he did a great job. Yeah. Right. My my seventh is Lube. We've already discussed him for all of those reasons. But yeah, what's who's your seventh? There, Luke. So me seven for me was Lindholm. So we're on to everybody's number six, I think. There, which that was oh, a yeah, speedy yeah, yeah. round. Okay. Well done, chaps. George, we'll come mm. back to you but, on the merry. Oh, David, have you got something to say first? Yeah. So, so here's the thing. So, so I've gone with Lube at seven. Now I had six open because obviously Nate the Great Tennis was in at number six. 
so he's been usurped. Uh, and in a just a moment of blind panic, uh, I just put Sebastian Loeb in because it, it felt wrong to have a top 10 without Sebastian Loeb in it. So now you can tell me, who do we give it to? Sordo or Loeb for six? We've got a Monte Carlo winner who kind of didn't really... I mean, Sean in Portugal briefly was leading, but they went off into that wall. Um, Safari was a, a struggle. Lead, he was uh, leading. He was leading when he went out. In Safari? Yeah. Nah, he so, didn't go out. So, he finished. Safari, he was third, I think. He was leading in Portugal when he hit the wall. And Safari, he was well, if he wasn't leading, he was lead. like was, he yeah. was within about fifteen seconds of the lead. He was, he right, was right at the front. He was um, right at so, the front. So, 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 Loeb or Sordo in six? Loeb, one hundred percent every single day of the week. Sebastian Loeb for me. Yep. Sorry, Danny. Yeah, I'm sorry, Danny. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, Danny, Danny, Elvin, and Anessa Pecker, you were all in my top ten when I thought it was Rally One drivers. So it's George and David's fault. Um, that you're not there for me. Yeah. Um. <laughs> that, but if, if there was a list of the, of the nicest guys, Danny would absolutely be at the top, 100%. No, but so. look, he's done an incredibly professional job. What's the definition of a great rally driver? Are you putting it down to speed or results or the whole package and delivering what you're meant to deliver? Rally's not just about speed, it's about intelligence. Yep. And, yep. and, and that's what I've based mine mostly on was the intelligence and the integrity of what they've actually done and produced that they needed to do this year. Mm. No, I, it's, it's impossible to argue with three podiums. Uh, and then, you know, I'm sure he would have delivered something in Japan had it not no. been for, for the fire. So, yeah. Yeah, I'll still go with Loeb, though. As I said, sorry, Danny, if you're listening. Okay. so I'll give you a cuddle in, in Monty to make up for it. <laughs> George, you're number six, please. Um, Mr. Katsuta. Very fair. Yeah. Do, 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 give, again, do give us reasoning, though. Re- reasoning. Uh, look, he 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 digs in. He again. He he for, for a for a time there. He failed to find the performance he was hoping for. Safari <coughs> didn't quite fall into his way this year. I, mean, I think he just finished fourth, didn't he? Rather than third this year. No, he finished third. Not not yeah. uh, not, not second. second but, yeah. But he's still. He still dug in and gave a great performance, um, so 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 that that safari for me was was a big thing. And then of course, right at the end there at Japan, coming out top Toyota and and really again making some incredible times. Have you watched how the guy drives? It's incredible. He, I think he scored on nearly every round. He just he just fell out of one, didn't he? Was it um, was it New Zealand? Uh, New he Zealand? failed to finish. Yeah, New Zealand. He New failed Zealand, to yeah. failed to score points on that. That's you know. Again, he had de- he delivered what he had to do. He'll have a program, he'll have a package that he's got to follow. Quite difficult, I'm sure. There's latitude in it, but a lot of pressure. Um, I think he's delivered well this year, and you know, graduating to the top team next year, everything that he's done is good. I hope that he continues to flourish. So he's de- deserving sixth sixth best driver this year in the in the world. Yeah, it's it's hard to disagree. I think Taka had that incredible run, didn't he? You mentioned it already there, George, where New Zealand was the only rally he didn't actually finish in the points. And that's actually a very, very hard thing to do. We did a feature on this uh, at some point this year. I think it was November or something. And I'm sure it was only Michael Hervin and Elvin Evans that have ever actually done it before in going a full season scoring points. So that's quite some company to be in because both of them were known as being ruthlessly consistent drivers um for taka mm. actually i've put him at number five a spoiler alert i have moved him up even a place i think it's just such i don't want to say it was surprising 
But if you consider just how bad the back end of last year was, we saw at the start of the year he had this incredible run again of consistency. I think it was two sixths, two fourths, and then he ended up third. And it was all going so well. He was in the podium places in Estonia before that fateful jump that injured Dan Barrett's back. And from there, it all just went skew with, didn't it? The changes as the co-drivers, the form went completely out the window. I think he had crashes and pretty much four or five consecutive rallies it really wasn't good so the start of this year was key that he absolutely kept things measured and I think he had a slight off on the Monty didn't he on an icy corner but it wasn't enough to put him off off it was just one of those sort of horrible icy collisions where he was stuck and had to get pushed out but from there aside from the mistake in in New Zealand and I know he's a bit off the pace in Greece it's, it's just been a fantastic season I don't think anybody could really have thought he'd be so close to Elvin Evans in the final championship standings, which maybe says a little bit more about Evans than it does Taka, I'm not sure, but either way, great season. Um, but Jordan said all that, so I don't need to fight his case too hard. But for me, <laughs> number six, Sebastian Ogier, which is maybe controversially low. I don't know. I'm not sure about this one. Um, because again, I think it's easy to forget just how strong his Monte Carlo was. By all things considered, Seb had that rally one before the other Seb. I don't want to say he locked in because I think they both took the same the same or similar cut and Ogier got the puncture. It's just kind of one of those situations of the rally gods, isn't it? So, But on the Saturday night, uh, Ogier had the lead. He'd, he'd built it up. He'd, he'd done what he needed to do to win the rally. Of course, he didn't. Um, Portugal was a bit disappointing. I think he was quite offbeat. But then it was his first time not in regular competition, so we can forgive him that. And again, Kenya, he was leading before a puncture. But... I don't know, it's, it's not to say that Ogier had a bad season, of course he didn't, the, the end of the year he, he was great, and we could say again the same about Japan, his speed there before another puncture was was good enough to win, and I think he probably would have won that rally without it, but it's, and it's maybe harsh because he set such a high bar for himself, but for me, Taka was more impressive relative to what you'd expect from him, because he's Takamoto Katsuta, and he doesn't have the same illustrious history that Ogier does, because Ogier is a multiple world champion, a year in which he won one rally just feels a little bit disappointing. And that's that's absolutely not the right word to use with Ogier. I'm doing a, a massive disservice saying that there because his performance was still there. But it just wasn't... I think I kind of expected a little bit more. I, I think I expected the second half of the year throughout the whole year, if that makes sense. So it was a narrow one, but that's why I gave Taka the nod ahead of him for number five. Um, please debate me on that. I feel like I've been very mean to Ogier. Um, what do you guys think? No, I think I think you're okay. You're okay with that because it, it it's it's a it's whatever perspective you spin on it, and and I'm sure you know if we all I mean, we're sitting in our virtual pub here and and hopefully people are listening to us disagreeing with us and thinking they've got that wrong and and please comment in because whilst I've made my top ten here tonight and I'm sure you, you both both David and and, and Luke are the same that, that you know. It, it's filled with it's filled with doubt and and uncertainty because are there other factors that we've not quite remembered? You know, it's all it's all down to our perspective. I think I think all of them will end up being valid, but you could have a hundred that are valid. But it's so interesting. We're, we're at we're at number five now, are we? We're at five. Yes, Ogier was my six, and Takamoto Katsuta was my five. So you you George and David because well David have you, you've given us your six haven't you or haven't you you have it was low yeah it was so, low. no we, we we collectively decided low, low. was six yeah so you you put sorry just to clarify you put you put Ogier at six yes good god man well they go unbelievable tell me what's wrong with it David unbelievable why is, just why is it shocking no 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 we'll get to it I've I've got Thierry Neville at five okay I've got Seb Ogier at five. Okay, so George and I have gone for Taka and Seb just the other way round. 
similar. I've got modules. Sebastian. I've got Sebastian Ogier at four. Four. Are we getting ahead okay, of ourselves? Well, okay. Well, no, no, no. That's fine. Let, let's talk about your Newville first of all, David, because I guess obviously he finished third in the championships. Somebody might look. Oh, why is he only fifth in your list? But there will be good reason for it. The the reason was it's pretty straightforward. You know, I think this year he was he was he was good. Thierry Neville is always good. He's always consistent. He's always there. Um, but he was outdriven by Oit Tanak this year for the first time, probably uh, in, I don't know, since he potentially since he joined Hyundai. There was obviously that year in 16 when, when Padden was, was arguably leading the Hyundai team. But pretty much since 2014, Thierry Neville has been right at the forefront uh, of everything that Hyundai's done. And this year he, he wasn't. And, you know, there was point. There were points where there was real pressure, and he needed to deliver. Belgium, he crashed. Yeah. Um. And, and okay, he bounced back. He drove very well in in Greece. There was the there's that whole debate about what you know the politics that went on behind the scenes. And should the team have have told him to slow down and let Tanek pass? Forget all of that. You know, he he won the rally. Um. But there's just there've been occasions where you've really expected Thierry to like come absolutely come out and shine and he just hasn't quite done that um again I, japan in the end was was a great way for him to finish the season and i think as obviously as the as the cars come better through the year obviously Thierry's performances have improved through the year and i think the exciting thing for next year is that neville tanak and and these other people are building towards a really strong season next year uh, and i think we will see potentially a, a much stronger start to, to the season in 2023 from, from Thierry than we did this year. It was difficult. You know, he was arguably, he was the, the only guy that finished Monty for the team. Um, and, and, you know, he drove very, very well. He's in Sweden. He was second, wasn't he? He was quite a distant second, but he was still second and yeah. then a podium in, in Croatia. But for me, it just didn't fly this season. In the way that we've seen Thierry in the past, it wasn't quite there this year. That's why he is number five. Number five, yeah, number five. Well, I've I've got Seb Ogier for for sort of similar reasons to yours, um, uh, but but basically it was it was the desertion of his, his luck. Now luck, as as mm. as many people will understand, uh, my my view is that you make your own luck, and this year Seb didn't manage to make his own luck. Interesting to note that he's you know he, he had a new co-driver this year and he swapped him out for next year again. So he's obviously focused in and said, I need I need something extra in here and I'm going to try and find it with the co-driver and he'll double down and work hard. I'm not I'm sure that he, he did work hard this year, but his luck deserted him with punctures. Well, that's down to that's down to careless driving. A lot of the punctures are. You know, as you say careless, mm. it's not careless. I don't mean it in the in that sense, but you know, he wasn't as match fit as he has been because he's not doing all the events. But so what do you say, that George? Makes him when, not the greatest what, driver. What, what do you say, George, though, when you watch the onboard and you see Ogier take exactly the same cut as somebody else? Uh, somebody else has pulled the rock out. So in Ogier's notes, he's got no rock in there, obviously. Yeah. He follows, drives to his notes, and the rock's been pulled out, and he gets a puncture. Mm -hmm. That's not careless. That's that's that, that, by very definition, for me, is bad luck. Because no, if no, you don't no, no. take it was a bad any decision. cuts... It was a bad decision. No, no, it wasn't his, because his, at the bad, time that he made the decision was to do a limited program. If he hadn't been doing a limited program, he wouldn't have been in that position. There you are. Work harder, Seb. Do the whole thing. <laughs> my point exactly. It's, you've just that, you've completely vilified my point. It, it's perfect. 
Thank you. Yeah, but the point is, that was in Monte Carlo. Yeah. Where his place on the road was defined by winning a championship the previous year. What, was, what about his other punctures? That, I absolutely, I can agree with you yeah. there, completely. So there, there you go. But I, wasn't, I wasn't talking specifically about Monte Carlo. It did <laughs> seem a bit harsh. It did seem a bit harsh from that point. I mean, look, you know, Seb but, for me is, is, is one of two... Two gods, both called Sebastian. You know, they're just they're just amazing. They are rally gods. Mm. Well, if I just inter- inter- interject here, David, you obviously had him at four, and um, we sort of mentioned that you'd mm. come to it. Can you explain what impressed you about OJ this year? Every, every time he got in the car, every time he got in the car, he could have won, uh, and arguably he should have won. Should have won Monty. Could have should have won Safari. Same in in New Zealand was super strong there. Did win in Spain. Should have won in. Could have should have won in in Japan. You know that's the point, and it's not easy. Yeri Matty said on on Dirtfish this week that he wants he wants smaller gaps uh, in Ogier's program um, next year. Understandably. So does that you know the fact that he had three months or something between um, a couple of, where does, it was Portugal, wasn't it? So of course you know Portugal was a disappointment. Uh, Monty and Portugal that he that he could get in with these gaps and still be right on the money. Yes, um, well, yeah, we talked about that already. Yeah, exactly. It, it's exactly where where the guy is. I personally don't think. I think he was genuinely un- unlucky, and I think I can take everything that you say, George. Uh, you're right with with all of that, but I still think that um, that he he did not get the rub of the green. There is, of course, the argument that we talked a lot with Tom Fowler about this, and when a driver is doing a full-time program they categorize everything you know they look at almost every corner and decide right you know i've got to get to the end of 13 rallies this year with more points than anybody that means i will take less risk here and less risk here and 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 when you've got a limited program and you don't have that fight for the championship you are absolutely prepared to take more of a risk because you've got less to lose you've only got that rally to lose okay playing the team game you've got points for the manufacturers to lose but you're not going to lose a championship for yourself. Uh, and potentially you could say, did did Sebastian take more risk because of that? Quite possibly. Uh, only only he would know. But for me, he was an absolute threat uh, every time he got in the car, and that's good enough for, for fourth place. Yeah. So for me, number four, it's, it's a name that David has already mentioned. I've got Thierry Neuville at four. Won't say too much because you've already gone over it, but just to build a little bit on David's points, I actually think Neville's season was probably deceptively good in the sense of you're right that he was driven by outdriven by Tanak, but that doesn't make for me Neville's season necessarily poor. It just makes Tanak exceptional, and I think it's easy to forget just how good Neville was in a car that was compromised at the start of the year. Croatia always springs to mind. It was a bit of a messy weekend where there was mechanical faults and speeding on road sections and everything else and obviously that crash on the power stage. So it was a very hard fought third place. Um, but he still fought really hard. Ypres was the obvious blunder, I would agree. I think there was a crash in uh, Sardinia as well, which wasn't ideal. But towards the end of the year, I think he was bang on where he needs to be. The only thing that concerns me now with Thierry is his sort of He's, it feels like he's given up on Estonia and Finland, just completely as rallies. He, he'd recognised that he wasn't going to yeah. win them, which is fair. But equally, it's, I don't know, if he's going to be in a really tight fight next year, particularly on rallies like that where Rovenpera and Tanak are strong, he's going to need to be at least third, isn't he, behind them? 
And it, at the, yeah. on the base of this year, he wasn't really anywhere there. But that's not to taint his season. I think it was um, deceptively very good. Um, just not quite as good as Tanak, which is why Tanak's further up. But speaking of, none of us have mentioned him yet, so I'm assuming it's the case all round. But we're getting into the top three now, gentlemen. Oh, actually, no, we're not, George. Sorry, we haven't got your number four yet, have we, George? Apologies. It is Thierry. It is, it is Thierry, 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 same as you. And, and, and all, all, the same, all the same reasons. Um, uh, his 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 tenacity alone makes him such a brilliant driver. He couldn't be anything except in the top the top five. Yeah, he yeah. he he did make that absolute glaring error in uh, on his home rally in Belgium. But uh, mistakes on home rallies are kind of uh, old ground. So honestly speaking, I'm gonna I'm gonna let it go for that, and he stay, <laughs> he stays in fourth place. Perfect. So on the heels of that, George, who's your third place bronze medal? Can we say that in rallying terms? Probably not. I'll get yes, uh, banished can. for that, can we? Okay. It's been very tough, but uh, I'm putting Seb Loeb in, in third place. Okay. Remarkable, Ooh. remarkable drives. Um, obviously, Monte Carlo was just, I mean, of all the events the whole year, that for me is the biggest sensation. You know, that, 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 that will... That's yeah, the to come, to come from Dakar and, and do yeah. that was incredible, yeah, that's, special, wasn't it? That's fairy tale stuff, and and, mm. and that gets him his top three spot. But his other performances, he was always there. That that in in a, here's here I could I could upset people at M Sport, but basically his car let him down. Otherwise, I, I could be I stand to be corrected on that, and maybe he broke the car, but it didn't seem to me that he he was breaking the car. The car broke on him sadly. Tiny little uh, errors and mistakes. But what a brilliant uh, performance from him this year! And uh, I think there's one thing you can say about Loeb. You know, historically, apart from when he's slapping walls in in Portugal, he's not a car breaker, is he? Yeah, no. yeah. That was that was his one uh, real proper mistake, which was quite bizarre. I mean, no, no, no explaining that one at all. No, no. No, but there was. There was because it, it was the one occasion when Colin and I were there. It was the most bizarre thing, like you say, George. It was off the start line into a off the tarmac onto a a hairpin left, and the hairpin left was steep uphill, and it was steep uphill onto gravel. Yeah. And then as they went up the hill, they went into an immediate sort of long right hander on the gravel. And what was happening was the cars, as the cars were going through the hairpin left and up the, up that bank, uh, sorry, up the hill and round to the right, they were firing off all of the gravel uh, onto the road below. Uh, and that's what that's what caught Loeb out. He got he he got caught on on this really loose gravel that had sort of rained down from above, uh, which was quite bizarre. But mm. everybody else got through the corner. Uh, yeah. So was he was he unlucky? He oh, didn't yeah. he didn't use the Mark One eyeball enough. He used he, he relied on his. <laughs> there we go. I, I'm just going to interject here. I'm going to interject here as well because we know David's third place can't be Loeb, but mine is as well um i was almost tempted to put him higher just for 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 the giggles but no it, i think as you mentioned george monte carlo was brilliant particularly because we all kind of were worried that he'd lost it after what we saw in hyundai even he was worried mm. that he might have lost it but he hadn't it was just it was brilliant and every single time he got in that car he was consistently the pace setter now i know there were issues for craig breen and the rest of m sport drivers aren't at the level they could do that on a regular basis but for that to be true 10 years after he retired full-time is just ridiculous 
Um, the man, and I really hope he wins it. I've not checked the vote, and the vote and the results will be choking out this week when the podcast comes out. But we've got a vote with the fans to work out the greatest driver of all time. It has to, for me, 2022 proved it has to be Loeb. And that's why he's number three for me. David, who's your final podium finisher, shall we call them? Uh, Taka-san. Okay. Taka, he, he, for everything that we've discussed before, just brilliant. The way he's rebuilt everything for the second time across two years, he was sensational. And through what he did in Japan was just breathtaking through some incredibly challenging conditions on Sunday. Didn't put a foot wrong with massive, massive pressure from the whole team. Um, but just across the year, he we've just watched him grow uh, with a new co-driver, with Aaron Johnson alongside him. Uh, consistency. And at times, he's had the good sense just to back off a little bit. Whereas the last year, the years before, he would have pushed harder and had a, another enormous accident. Uh, he's he's really learning. And he's he's becoming... He will win a rally, I'm sure, next season. Um, and quite possibly, he... He could fight for a championship. Does he have the absolute raw speed of, of a Robin Pera or a Tanak? I, d- I don't know. We, we've yet to see. Um, but for me, you know, the future of Japanese rallying is is, is unbelievably exciting. If if the organisers of Rally Japan can sort themselves out, you know, we've got Toyota, Takamoto, Katsuta, and around there, it's it's all looking very rosy. So. It is. If so, you yeah, just no. move that rally up to Hokkaido, Obihiro in the winter, <laughs> so we've got snow rally, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. We've been Absolutely. there. We have been there. That's a very good big case of deja vu. But yep, I would agree again there. I think the missing element for Taka now is the outright speed and hopefully next season we will see it. But boys, we have reached the business end and I notice that neither of us have mentioned a couple of two drivers in particular. So I'm going to safely assume that somewhere in your top two is Mr. Tanak and Mr. Rovenpera. Now, this will be interesting if we've all gone for the same tactic. George, if I can ask you for your number two, please. Oh, David? Kelly Rovenpera. I knew, I knew, I knew David would do this. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> for me, for me, it's like Tanak as well. But George, we'll start with you before we come to, to David. Well, look, I mean, r- right from the outset, I mean, Ott had that pretty pretty ordinary accident in Monte Carlo, very typical Monte Carlo, and, and a fairly poor excuse. You know, obviously the car was difficult and not set up for him. I think there was a lot going on there. Um, I'm not sure how well he's dealt with it this year, but he's dealt with it well enough to have pr- produced that incredible, that, that sensational performance. Um Throughout the, you know, that 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 sort of what would, what would you call it the, the, the um, what was it? was it three events in a row he won, wasn't it? Yes, it was three events yep. in a row. That yep. he won. Three. Yeah, so it was just just a tremendous tremendous performance. Being beaten at home and then then Finland. Well, Finland result was so close to eclipsing um, Seb Loeb's drive, and in many ways, in many ways, it did eclipse it. But but for the fact. Um, Seb Loeb basically came back after a couple of years off. So that's why Seb gets drive of the year for me. But but Ott, just an amazing character, an amazing drive, such tenacity. Um, wears his heart on his sleeve, uh, which is a difficult thing to do for someone that talks so little. <laughs> but, but, but somehow his body language makes him wear his heart on his sleeve. 
um, quite vocal about about the issues, and I, and I respect that. It, it it's great for us as fans because you know he'll he'll let the cat out of the bag. He won't he won't um, he won't pull his punches at all. But just such immense performances, he's definitely worthy of second, and you could argue it for first. Except I'm sure, David. Well, can I just add a quick interjection? I'm going to shortly. make a, a factual correction. I said I agreed with George. It was three wins. It was two for Tannock. It was three in a row for Hyundai because Neville won Acropolis. So before That's anybody it. comes at me in the comments, I'm sorry. Um, but Thank you. <laughs> David, Thank you, it's we obviously know the championship result. Um, it was Robin Perry that beat Tannock. George has argued the case, and I will agree with him. But we'll come to me in a second. But why have you put Tannock ahead of Robin Perry? George said at the top there, you know, <clears throat> really difficult start to the season. Monte Carlo, silly accident. He knows that. But then Sweden, Tanek was was fighting. He was he led in Sweden, uh, and then he was he was a second off. Um, who uh, I think it was Elvin, wasn't it? Early doors that he was fighting with. They had the hybrid problem. Croatia, he could have won uh, in in Croatia as well. Uh, you know. Could have won. Everything it was only that, four, four oh, yeah. seconds off the lead, David. It was incredible. Absolutely amazing drive, wasn't it? It 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 absolutely was, George. And if you look at the I think the effort that a driver has put into this season and the and the, the kind of return that they've got on that effort, you know, Tanak has, has has been kicked in the teeth far more times than anybody else this year. And you know, I'm sure there are people out there who'll just decry me as a as a Tanak lover, but you know, it, the guy put everything out there, uh, and it was a a hell of a season for him. Uh, an incredibly difficult year on every level, uh, and this guy just kept on giving. Uh, simply didn't give up. Uh, for me, was let down by the team uh, in a couple of areas. I, I think his 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 drive. You know, and you look at the variety of events that he that he won. Um, it, it was incredible to win in Belgium, to win in Finland. To, to win in, in, you know, Sardinia, where we know he can win. Um, it, it was an amazing effort. Uh, he, for me, one of the big things in this list is, you know, we know who scored the most points, who, perhaps who had the best car. But tell me, if you had one car to drive from A to B, you have one driver to get in that car and take it as quickly as possible, who would that be right now? It would be... Um... Timo Mackinnon and Mini Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> just, just for the entertainment. Not massively helpful, but for me, yeah. the guy Tanak is 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 the quickest A to B driver in in the world right now. Um, he's still got it. He's oh, we saw a real dip in the last couple of years. You look back to eighteen nineteen, he was winning for fun. Certainly in his championship year in nineteen, he was just killing people. You know, absolutely, it was a style of sort of Loeb, Augier. Or, or, you know, at, at the likes of Carlos or Colin at the absolute height of their pomp, Tommy Mackinnon as well, where they're riding that, that wave of, of confidence and everything. Um, and we saw we saw glimpses of that from Ike, but Sorry, in the last two years. But this year, I felt that he was really getting back there. But having said that, the one guy that did get on the on the board and ride the wave was was Kelly. And it seems churlish, you know, when, when he won the championship with two rounds spare. To, to put him at second uh, it would be a very very close run thing I say there would be kind of half a point in it between them uh, and it does feel very harsh on Kelly but a, a couple of times we saw we saw mistakes from Kelly and obviously a big mistake in, in Belgium um, and New Zealand was a, was a great win for him but 
it 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 didn't you know it wasn't a peerless season for for Kelly Rovenpera, was it? There were moments where it wasn't ideal. It wasn't perfect. But, Do you think so? I uh, see. For me, for yeah. me, I'm 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 going to disagree with you there, David, because I think the guy. You know, he did he, he did the smart thing in Monte Carlo. Just the smartest yeah. thing in Monte Carlo. He said, I've got to get to Monte Carlo in the top five. You know, I've got to get there. Because to go there with no points puts you on the back foot. So he goes there, he goes there and he gets gets fourth overall. He's got points on the table. Now the gloves are off. He goes to Sweden. Thank you very much. He goes to he goes to Croatia. Thank you very much. Uh Portugal, he got beaten. I can't remember. He lost. He lost one of these. I can't remember which one he lost. Sardinia. Yeah, it's certainly all one Sardinia. Um, just, just amazing. And and then and then you know you say so like Sardinia all one. You know, and Roven Perro, he, he finished. He finished down fifth place, but he could afford it. He could have. I mean, obviously he had issues, but he, he could afford it. It didn't. It didn't rattle yeah. his championship. He goes no, out to. It goes it, this goes back to what you say, though, George. That he, you know, it, what is the number one driver? It's the guy who's sensible, who drives to his strengths. Yeah, and that's for sure. That's what <coughs> Kelly did. For me, I would, I would put more weight on who's the quickest driver. Uh, that's well. It. I think you want to go. You want to switch to racing, David. <laughs> you're, you're the man for racing. This oh, is right. Well, there's a that's lot of pur- a lot of a lot of puritanical types like me out there. This is all about quickest over uh, a group of stages. It's called a rally. Yeah. A single stage is called oh. a, it's called a sprint, David. You know, yeah. I, I'm, and I'm I won't argue with that. the fact that there are some drivers. You know, you, your argument about Ott being the fastest point to point. Well, we we more or less can just you know just look at the 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 um this this the power stage. You know, that's that's basically the the super sprint. Now, there's where you'll see who the fastest driver is. Although there's still an awful lot at stake, to my mind, on these things far too much. In, in terms of the reward, there's far too much at stake to take a chance on it. Um, but the but the big thing that you've said about Ott is that, you know, not properly supported by his team. Ultimately, I don't know whether it was him behaving badly or out of sync with the team or the team out of sync with him. Whatever happens, that's a professional team. That situation should never have got to where it got to. And that is reprehensible. There's no who, way in the world that team should have had a driver that was feeling that much out of sorts, and it should never have gotten to the public forum. Um, who? So, George, here's a question for you: mm. If Oitanak was in a Toyota this year, would he have beaten Kelly Rovenpera? I don't think so, um, personally. I think it would be a, it would be a toss up. We're, we're not going to know that, but do you know no. what? I think that if the Ford is, if the Ford is as good as we think it is, we don't need we don't need to guess for too That's long. That's it. Because we'll be, you know, by the time that we, is yeah. by the time we get to round three next year, the the, the story will be starting to. Well, unfold. just just to wrap this up as well, because we are rapidly approaching the hour mark, and just to add a tiny bit of my own comment in there as well, and I do appreciate and agree with with everything that David has said about Tanaka and George mentioned his drive. I do, <laughs> but, but you do but disagree. I do, well, I do as well. I totally agree with David as well. I just disagree with his metric. Well, it's all about rally driving, and then who's the, who's the best rally driver. You know, who's the greatest driver there? Well, if if it's the fastest, it's a different story. Don't 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 use rallies to find out who the fastest is. 
go go somewhere yeah. else. Well, put it this way, right? I, I do agree with what David said. I generally, I do, and it's very hard to to piece any fault. And George mentioned the sort of subcategory of driver of the of the season, and for me, that absolutely one hundred percent has to be Tanak in Finland. He had no right to win that rally against the homegrown star in the homegrown car. It just wasn't meant to happen. Yet he drove the absolute socks off it to do it. But I think we're almost forgetting just how good Rovin Perra was because at the end of the year. It wasn't brilliant, but he didn't need yeah, to be brilliant. He it, it, it maybe mentally checked out, but he'd done all the work. I think back to Portugal where he was in that straight fight with Evans and he, he made Evans look silly by just absolutely driving beyond him in the rain. Safari, he yeah. absolutely aced it. Estonia, that Paris age performance quicker by over 20 seconds. It was incredible. And he, basically, he, for me, he's, he's redefined all logic as to what it means to be successful in, in the WRC in that you can do it at, at 22 years and one day old. It's it's just incredible. Um, it's maybe a bit cliche to reach the fact he won the championship that makes him the best, but I don't know. For me, he was just on another level this year. I don't think anybody was, was really realistically going to stop him. But next year's the challenge. I think it will be, as George alluded to, it'll be fascinating to see an in-tune Robin Perra versus an in-tune Tanak. And then maybe we'll really know who the best right. is. But we do need to wrap this up. <laughs> no, no, no. You've, you've, you've actually, between you, you've both convinced me. And there's one thing. So I will switch Tanak and, and Robin Perra. I was, I was being a little Good bit childish. And George, you're absolutely right, George. You know, it is across the spread of a season. That's yeah. what rallying is about. It's across three days or should be what, as we described last week, as we defined last week, it should be five or six days, but it is it is three days. Um, yeah. So you're right. But it, there is one thing that does actually convince me completely um, that Kelly Rovenpera should be the, the star of our season. And that was what he did at Rally Legend uh, in Yeri Matti Latvala's <laughs> Toyota Celica. <laughs> That was quite an extraordinary performance uh, in 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 a thirty odd year old car. So no fair dues. I'll uh, I'll concede there that one. Go. You've you heard it. Right. Okay. Well, I, I also I also agree with you. If I want to get if I want to be the fastest to get from point A to point B with with certainty and full excitement, I think I probably would take Ottanak in. Uh, and the car the car of choice, it would have to be a Toyota because it's proven. Um, but I'd like it to be in a Ford because um, I'd like to really understand if it can sustain that yeah. that level of speed and not, not break down. But initially, it would have to Let's be... See, I'm, I'm, Watch I'm this space. Colin, yeah, I'm choosing Colin Clark in a higher car, but there we are. That's my choice. Oh, yeah. A rapid combination. But that's your number one, is it? Have that's you... your number one. Wow. Okay, look, it was lovely you, knowing you. Have, lovely have you been with Colin Clark in a higher car? Yeah. It wasn't that, ex- it wasn't that exuberant <laughs> a drive, though, I'll be honest, on this particular occasion, but... I I would definitely take George Donaldson in a higher car. Absolutely, hundred. Yes. Well, there we are. Thank you, David. Well, thank, thank well, you, thank you George, and thank you, David, as well. It's been another fantastic hour of debate. Do please let us know on social if you agree or disagree. As in the same format as the calendar, we'll put the full list out and each of our individual votes on Twitter as well. And I'm sure that will cause plenty of good and healthy debate. But this is one of our final podcasts of the year, but not the final. We are still going to be uploading an episode every single Tuesday to make sure you are subscribed on your chosen podcast provider because there'll be more Spin the Rally Pods for you to enjoy. David, George, I don't think I'll speak to you before um, Christmas comes and this is the week of Christmas. So Merry Christmas, boys. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. So look, it was fabulous to hear all the opinions today again. I, I really value that and... and uh... 
it, it's it's uh, while, whilst we've, we've all got our opinions based on 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 our, our perspectives it's super to hear all the different opinions and and i i i definitely change my opinion throughout uh, throughout that conversation once again and i'm nothing if not flexible Thank david God. but you you prove flexible today david i've never seen that before <laughs> <laughs> yeah it won't happen again next time i will do my homework properly uh, and i'll come <laughs> With the, with the guns fully loaded but yeah ha- happy holidays boys uh, thank you and very much looking forward to uh, to 2023 I am very excited it's going to be a heck of a year it certainly is <laughs>